Well, it's time once again for Tech Talk in the Pat Price Tech Talk Training Room. Today is February 7, 2022. And we're here to talk, as we have been for many years in and around this date, about the CES show. And Mike May usually does that for us. This year, he brought his wife, Gina Harper, and they together will talk about their experiences. This was her first experience at CES in Las Vegas. And we're delighted to have them both back with us on Tech Talk. Thank you guys for coming. Yeah, thanks, Larry. Thanks, Tech Talk and everybody joining in and listening. Um, also want to give thanks to uh, Good Maps, my company that sent me out to CES for a wonderful experience. And uh, just going back a long way to the uh, history of these presentations in year, each year, which dates back to Ed Potter and his Playback Magazine, which is when I got started doing these at CES. I've been going to CES since 1984, and it used to be twice a year. Now it's once a year in Las Vegas. And I like to remind people that it's one of the few shows where you can get a free sighted guide for the whole time you're there. It is definitely worth going just for that experience if you want to learn about the things you're going to hear about from us and a hundred times more, uh, it's definitely worth going. There was about 40,000 people this year, down from about 160,000 normally. And that was a good thing in terms of navigating. Even with a guide, it was so hard when the aisles were packed with people and they're looking to the side at the products and not straight ahead. It was really hard to, to get through places, not to mention hour-long lines for taxis and Ubers and trying to get anywhere. So it was. Uh, I think it was beneficial. It also meant that some of the companies that were participating, uh, the, the medium to small companies, got a lot more time and visibility. Um, also, I want to mention, uh, I think we might have some students on here from the California School for the Blind uh, that may be piping in and answering some questions later. And, and Gene and I are going to talk for roughly half an hour, blast through some of the products that we saw, not all of them. And then we'll open it up for questions. Uh, we can dig in a little bit deeper on any of the products. Um, and I'll start out telling you about some of the trends, and then Gene and I will switch back and forth. So, Gina, why don't you say hi, and then uh, I'll, I'll carry on. Yeah, thanks. I wanted to say hi and welcome to everybody. And thank you for having me on the show. And I wanted to especially thank American Foundation for the Blind. I'm a board member of AFB, but because of them, I was able to write an article for Access World and go in as media to certain things. So I was able to learn more. It was a great first time experience. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, we love the unveiled event that they have for media only right before CS is starting, before the main show opens up for exhibits. And a lot of little companies there, there's always a high proportion of French companies, which makes it a little challenging to communicate, <laughs> but it's interesting to see what's going on in some other countries that might make it over here. So as far as trends, uh, we, we heard a lot about over-the-counter hearing products and this is an interesting thing that's evolving. It's been happening for a number of years. To get a hearing aid, you might have to spend $5,000 for each ear. Go to an audiologist and to get the products. And, of course, they tune them for your particular situation. 
what's happening now is some of these products are coming in that will be over-the-counter, OTC, as soon as this is finally approved. And what's tending to happen is the product that you will hear the manufacturers say, this is not for severe hard of hearing. This is for mild hard of hearing. And, but there'll still be ways to, through an app, customize these things for your hearing situation. So there's a number of products as these companies gear up for this emerging market. A lot of COVID products, air purification, ultraviolet kinds of products were shown. And, of course, Gina and I were interested in which ones are have some sort of accessibility. Everybody that went to CES had to take a COVID test. And the ones they supplied, of course, were not accessible. Uh, we got Ira to help us out. Um, all sorts of robots from snow blowing, snow uh, machines to uh, vacuums, uh, you name it, there was lots of robots. A lot of fitness equipment, different tracking systems for you know, dog collars and other kind of GPS tracking things. Uh, a lot of connected apps. In terms of accessibility, um, well, Good Maps was there with our indoor navigation, our accessible app, which is not just accessibility, but it's for everybody. Uh, there's a company called Biped that had a, a device. We'll, I'll go into a little bit more if we uh, have a chance. And then I was personally searching for some headphones, and I lost my favorite set on the airplane. And um, they, they aren't made anymore. These are high-quality over-the-ear headphones. Um, so I, I was on a quest for those. Let me mention a couple things about, the, oh, and the hands-free camera products. I want to find something eventually to see in a, in a Be My Eyes or Iris situation where you want to have streaming camera video that goes to the Ira agent. No such product exists yet, but there's ones that are close to being right. There's a company called Zetronics, and that ends with an X, and that's a camera glasses. They're nice-looking glasses, little pinhole camera. People can't even tell you're using them. And uh, I, I use them for situations where I might have an, uh, an Uber rejection of my dog so I can record privately uh, what's going down. And then Ray-Ban has uh, some glasses that are uh, similar. They only have a 30-second timer, so I've I've not found them to be useful for the Uber situation, but they are really good if you want to record family videos or you know videos of your dog or whatever, and then they get saved to your phone in your photo file, and they're really high-quality HD videos. And when you have the glasses on your head, you don't have to worry about centering things as long as you're looking straight ahead at the thing you're recording. It will get uh, it'll get added. Um, I may come back to some other headphones here in a minute, but I'm going to start out with them. Well, and I want to interject something here. I want to say that what I was looking for was exercise equipment and things in the exercise world, as well as I'm often in charge of buying gifts for people. And I know we all need to buy gifts for people. So I was looking for unique products that I thought were affordable or just unique that, you know, we'd have to probably go online to find just not that easy as a blind person to find unique gifts. So I did find some of those, which I'll share later when we go through the individual products. 
Yeah, that was a nice thing about having a different perspective with long-time Mike and first-timer Gina, female, <laughs> so you'll hear some of that. Uh, one of the things in that unveiled that was a French company, it's called My Ellie, uh, and that was kind of an interesting product. It's very stylish. Why don't you tell about it, Gina? Uh, My Ellie, yeah, it was a really, really pretty bracelet. I think it was gold, black, and what is neat about it is its main purpose was safety, but it has a lot of features. It has GPS, and from a safety perspective, it's set up that you have your contacts in there. And if you take a fall or anything, if you just need help, you can press your watch, text a message on it, and it's already set up to text it to all the people you want it to go to. The other feature is, say you're in a predicament, you send out your text message, then you've resolved your predicament in a few minutes. You can send back another quick message saying, oh, I'm fine. You know, I, I took a fall, but I got up. And so it was really good from a safety perspective as well as the GPS. And I think it has music and a lot of kind of other features, but mostly it was very attractive and kind of different than what's pretty much available for like the alert nex- necklaces and things like that. Yeah, it just looks like a bracelet and it has a button. You would never know that it was an electronic device. Uh, we don't know about the accessibility. I tried to get the, the poor French gal to <laughs> let me use her app in in French, which I did, and it that got to be a comedy of errors. It's one of the fun things at CES when we ask some of the vendors if their product is accessible. And they, of course, they go, oh, no, no, we haven't even thought about that yet. And we say, well, hang on a second. Let's just turn on your uh, voiceover and let's see what happens. And sometimes it's, it's really fun to see what you can find. But I was really surprised in that area because from the beginning of CES, I thought, well, I'm going to make a personal point to mention accessibility at every booth that I go to and inquire. And it was very pretty much sad. So most of the people, a lot of them would say, oh yeah, we super care about accessibility, but they had nothing to add to the conversation that they didn't really know what caring about accessibility meant. Then other situations, they said, oh yeah. And then if you ask them to show you, they don't know what voiceover is. So it it was pretty deflating. And after a while, I also stopped because I found myself in educator mode and then I was never going to get through you know, all the different booths. So it, I, I thought it was disappointing on the accessibility side of things, just from their lack of awareness is what was disappointing. There's another product from a company called Ten Minds, T-E-N-M-I-N-D-S. And it was a motion activated pillow for anti-snoring. It was kind of like a, an airbag. So if, if it got triggered, it would uh, puff up and, and make you uh, roll over, make your head turn to the side, which is a lot of the times what you want your partner to do if they're snoring. Uh, there was um, fairy devices had something called the linklet. And this is for making things easier for Zoom and Teams. They're, they're building everything into this headpiece, which has, which has cameras and speakers. And it kind of reminds me of a Bose product that came out a while ago where it sits on your shoulders uh, looped around the back of your neck, kind of U-shaped. And this camera app was um, just like that. So um, you did you see that, Gina? No, I didn't see that. Yeah. And did you have any products you wanted to mention? 
Yeah, I wanted to mention kind of along with the My Elite, there is a, a like a smart ring called Circular, and it is from France. And basically, it it is pretty sophisticated. It does a lot of the health data. It does sleep information. It does like oxygenation. I can't say it. Oxygenation um, stats on that. And that is just a ring and very attractive as well. It was like rose gold, gold. So different kinds of ring rings. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention is there was another wearable that was affordable. I was trying to find affordable things. And I it's in the out on the market right now called Let's Fit. It's a bracelet, like a band, like a Fitbit. It's 50 to 85 dollars. And it does all the basic things. It does calories, steps, heart rate, and all those kind of measurements. So that seemed like a nice gift or just for somebody who wanted an affordable kind of smartwatch to, to do health data. So those were a couple of things I thought were great. And for my ham radio friends, there's a company called SureCall. And Wilson Antennas has something like this. It's It's kind of a 5G repeater. And so you can... You can get different versions for your house or uh, I think they even have them for your car. And uh, so I, I find those useful and I bought some over the years. And um, now that 5G is happening and some of the frequency stuff is shifting, I don't know if it's time to come up with a new one or not, but that's one thing you might consider. And then another thing that works, I think just on 4G maybe, it's called, um, shoot, I just lost it. Um, it's it's built in so all of the audio uh, is all of it is voice control. So everything you're doing, there is no keyboard. And I think it was on T-Mobile, right, Gina? Yes. Remember that product? That was really neat. I that that was super interesting. Did you mention that it does translation? No. Yeah, it does that as well. Yeah, here it is. You know, my notes is called My Manu, M Y M A N U. Yeah. Uh, Titan, the My Manu Titan on 4G, and it's earbuds and um, voice control translation both ways. So you can pick your language, and it then uh, on the speaker, the person can hear what it's being translated to. And it's tied to T Mobile, they're, they're the ones that function on that platform. Uh, going through my notes here, the the snowbot I thought would be kind of cool for cleaning your driveway. <laughs> it's uh, you know the the uh, so the snow version of of uh, auto- autonomous vehicles, and then Gina liked the Robo Rock. That was my favorite. So what was we we have Shark and a few different kinds of these little smart robots to do vacuuming. This one. The current 2022 version of it is really smart. It can mop with water or with mopping um, liquid. It can fill itself up with water and or mopping liquid. So it goes back to its house and it can clean itself, totally self-cleaning. The one at the house here in Davis, I have to use scissors to get the dog hair off of the rollers. And that is not going to happen according to the to what Robo Rock. They assured me that would not happen. And it had so many features that seemed really handy. I really, really wanted one of those. Yeah, we gotta wait for the the shark units we have to die. <laughs> exactly. Um, I wanted to also mention that a game I saw that I really liked is called Piku, P-I-C-O-O. 
And this is a console and they actually do care about accessibility. So they are working with an organization that makes games and things for visually impaired kids in the Netherlands. And so Piku is a console and it has four handheld little devices, like kind of small microphones or like a little small hand weight. And these, the handheld part of the game, it changes colors, it makes noise, it vibrates. So it does seem very viable for a visually impaired person to play. I don't know about totally blind or you could definitely have some features, but if a person had some degree of vision, the total cost of the game is around $250 and it does allow four people to play. And that was really, really neat. It was a fun game and, and it looked like it would be accessible. I mentioned hands-free use of cameras for Be My Eyes and Ira. There's a company called Zero G Cases, and they have a cross-body design to kind of firmly secure the your phone on your chest. And I found that was just simple but useful. And I believe their website is zgla.com. Why that? I don't know exactly, but that's maybe just because that's the only URL that was available. And then I know Gina likes some of these products uh, from Bosch. They have a particularly good um, app. Uh, I've found that most of it's accessible, and they have all sorts of cool products. We have ovens that are just knobs from Bosch um, for that reason. But if you want a connected app where you can control all the features, uh, they had some pretty cool products. What they had that was really neat was they have an oven and the oven can be completely controlled by Alexa. Oh, now my A lady's going to start talking. I, I shouldn't have said that. Um, okay, so the soup drinker connected to the soup drinker and you can tell it, well, I want to bake lasagna at 350 degrees for 50 minutes and I want to start today at 4 p.m. So just verbally, you can control the oven. The other thing is they have a smart refrigerator and the smart refrigerator knows what you put in it. So it can give you ideas of, you know, say you use your spinach, but you have other things left for salad. So it could say, well, you have ingredients for salad or making chili, and it will also provide the recipes. That was really neat. The other thing they had was a smart dishwasher and the smart dishwasher you can, well, it can itself recognize the kind of dishes that you're putting in, like how dirty they are, what kind of grime is on them. You can also set your own settings and favorites. So if you have lasagna one night, you can just touch the lasagna setting. It, it knows that you're going to have more stuck on cheese and sauce and things on your plate. So that was very intriguing because these things all sound great. And I, you know, I'm never sure in reality how, how well they're going to work. And those were fun. I would like to check those out. They have a very trippy thing that they're working on for the future where they can simulate a tactile indication of a button on a flat screen. So there's no button there. If things turned off, you wouldn't feel anything. But if it's turned on, you're going to feel a button. I don't know. They didn't have anything to demo of this, but we were talking about accessibility. And they said, oh, by the way, we're working on this haptic simulation. Uh, And they, by the way, Bosch make a lot of the chips that are in our phones. I didn't even realize that was a big part of their business was chip making. Another one I want to mention is this cool smart table lamp called Govee, G-O-V-E-E. So it's a smart table lamp and 
it's really neat. It has all kinds of flashing colors. It has 20 different themes. It will pulsate to music that you pick, and it will also pulsate to different kinds of motion in the room. So super fun gift idea. That is between $60 and $70. Just seemed really neat, neat for anybody in a family, a wonderful gift. And now I'll mention my favorite headphones, Aftershocks. They've actually changed the company name to just be Shocks, S-H-O-K-Z. And I have the OpenCom. And the OpenCom has a boom mic, so I think it's just one of the best mics to use for um, picking up Siri well, because the previous Aftershocks didn't have a little boom mic. So your voice, your mouth wasn't close enough to really trigger things in, in a proper way and to sound good in a online call. There's a knockoff company that was there at uh, CES, and I've seen one before, which means instead of being $150, the products are $50. So if, if you don't mind buying from an imposter, there's a K, K I, let's see, K-A-I-B-O audio. Gina? Yeah, I have to read these notes. Um, so I'm going to be a little slower. This is really neat. So it's a company called Edge Sound. Hang on, I have to read it. Sorry. Edge Sound Research Audio. And it's a <coughs> device that is put on the chair. And it's called Resonex is what this device is called. And it's basically acts like a diaphragm of a speaker. And so you can actually feel like it's a whole body experience and i checked it out i went in their booth it was very neat it was really interesting and I, I liked it so that is something i would like to learn more about but it's just kind of out there and unique one of our favorite products is a fingerprint padlock oh, yeah. so as you know a lot of padlocks are combination locks and those are uh, scary and there's a company called benji lock b-e-n-j-y and they were purchased by Hampton Products, which is a large uh, home house products company that it would sell a lot of stuff at Lowe's and Home Depot and so forth. And they've added some beeps to the programming of the lock to make it more usable. And one of the reasons I like to mention Benji Rock, um, Benji Lock is because Robbie, the owner and founder, he got funded by Shark. Shark Tank, and he's always been very receptive to showing me his locks and testing them and getting feedback about accessibility. Uh, just a wonderful individual. So another thing, um, well, let me say something about those locks were amazing. Mike had seen those before, and I just kind of felt like uh, I had been sent to the moon because it was so cool for a blind person to be able to just use your fingerprint for your bike lock. And I didn't know those existed. So that was a really fun thing about CS, learning about something that you didn't even know existed. Um, and, and they've so, extended those fingerprint locks into the front door locks as well. Yeah, they have locks, bike locks, pad locks, locker locks, front door locks. Um, speaking of something that I didn't know existed is there's a steam box. It's a self-heating uh, lunch box. And so it can heat, well, it has tactile tactile dots, which was unique. So you can yourself tell it you want it to heat for five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Uh, it weighs about three pounds. I, I did think it was a little heavy myself. I don't, I don't know that I want to throw it in my backpack. Um, but that was pretty unique. And apparently people in Europe are already using this 
type of sort of self-heating lunchbox because like taxi drivers and things like that so they can have hot food and i thought that was unique it it was definitely different and of course heat requires a lot of power a lot of power means big battery and that's why they are definitely on the heavy side yeah i saw one of my favorite speaker companies and i've been in been an audiophile for many years and this is one of the first speakers that was in a price range where I felt justified in getting these speakers versus my previous ADS speakers, which were about five feet tall. And uh, so SVS, if you ever want some good, anything from bookshelf on up to freestanding speakers, it's definitely worth checking them out. <clears throat> they have powered speakers. They have ones that aren't powered. They have, um, they have a base a uh, woofer that you can build into the wall. So if you do own your own house, you want to cut out a spot between the studs and have a nice presentation of your speaker, uh, SVS is there. And then the star case was kind of a neat thing. They, um, this particular case is a charging case for your iPhone, but on the back of it, it has a display that puts into high contrast, uh, large print, your notifications from messages and, and elsewhere. So uh, I thought it was a really clever concept that let's use the back of your phone for more real estate. And they were definitely aware of a low vision market. And they, they won some award. I'm not familiar with all the CES awards, but they, they did win an award for that phone cover. Yeah. Um, the other thing that was really fun and everybody was having a field day because Mike and I both had our guide dogs at CES. So there were two dog collars. One was called Invoxia. And what was neat about that is, and you also never know if this stuff is true, right, is it does all the biometrics on your dog. So I feel like they could have a field day with all the people that love their dogs and want to know how's their heart rate. And they actually could put a, like a small harness on the dog and they could it would take the biometrics so they could tell you with an app, like the dog is happy or the dog is stressed. And so when I put it on Yuli and she seemed relaxed when she was sitting there. And then when I started working, actually working her with her harness, it went to that she was happy. And so that was fun. And then the other smart collar, I just have in my notes, it is just called the smart dog collar. And it has, um, GPS, but the biggest feature, I think the Invoxia has GPS too. The one, the, you, the different unique thing about the smart caller is that you can call your dog and you can listen to what the dog is doing. So all the surroundings of the dog and you can play music for the dog You and the dog will hear you and you can talk to the dog. So that was very unique in the smart dog caller world. Yeah, that, that one has cellular built in to the right. collar. So the dog has essentially their own little personal cell phone. <laughs> I think it's $10 a month. So you can communicate with the dog. I think more importantly, you could listen. So if there's trapped somewhere barking or <clears throat> carrying on or having fun with your neighbor, you would be able to listen in on the dog. And I think that uh, website is SOTrack.com. They say it says like no SIM cards, no activation fees, but I know there is a, a monthly fee and you can stream music. I might have said that, but that's pretty cool if you if your dog likes music and you want to send your dog music. 
Yeah, we'll t- t- cover a few more products and then open it up for some questions. Um, the BIPED, B-I-P-E-D, that I mentioned is really a research project that's using a different sensors to help with avoiding obstacles. And it used some spatial sounds, so in headphones, and uh, another thing that wraps around your shoulders, all of this technology riding on your shoulders to help you avoid obstacles that I think if you were walking at a decent speed, you'd run into with your cane within two seconds anyway. So I'm I'm not overly sure about the benefit of it, but it's something to, uh, you know, just be aware of and know that at least they're trying to do something for the the blindest market. Another thing I saw is called a stiffall mutalk. I know that's a long, hard to get out of your mouth, but what that is, is one of the things that was at uh, CES was a ton of devices for virtual reality games. I didn't find that super useful for myself, so I didn't spend a lot of time er- there, but this stiffall mutalk, it's a device, it's a handheld small device that you can put against your mouth and nobody can hear what you're saying at all. So apparently it's not just used in virtual reality that people might be sitting outside at a park doing a call because people, you know, are not in their offices so much anymore. And that it's super private. You can also do hands free with it. Just like put it, strap it around your head if you're walking down the street and just to have more private conversations. And I thought that was a unique concept. I was just going to check some of my notes on some, some sort of weird things that were there. There's a product called Never Dark, and it's an apartment fireplace. Uh, it was maybe $2,000, and it was pretty cool looking. Uh, there was an emotion mask, and it had LEDs on the front that are supposed to indicate different kinds of emotions. So if you're super mad or excited or something, <clears throat> you could use that. I liked looking at the Targus uh, products, the backpacks, and they actually had a backpack that already has the like find my device as part of the backpack. They also have a big section of their company where they are using all recycled material and they are very environmentally conscious as a company. So their products, they were great. They looked great. I, I liked many of them. The Labrador was another robot And it's meant to assist uh, elderly people, let's let's say, with getting your laundry from the one room to another room. So it had all sorts of sensors and the ability to to lift up and down. So just picture a food cart, if you will. Uh, It's meant for home use. And um, there's a lot of these products being used for um, outdoor food delivery. But this one's meant to help out around the house and you place things on it, and then it will – it's it's mapped your house just like the vacuums have done, and you can send it to a particular room. Another thing that I saw falling in the gift category, really cute, it's called a love box, and everybody wants to make fun of that, but it is a little box, and it has a heart on the front that rotates, a, a small heart, not that teeny, like, like bigger than a half dollar And how it works is you give this box to somebody and that is the receiver and you send text messages to the box. So you might have a kid or a partner that you want to send sweet messages to. I don't think it's good for the blind person to be the receiver. It didn't look like from the receiving standpoint, 
that it was accessible, but it was really neat. And it looked like you could send the text fine. So one person is just sending text. They don't have a box. The other person, the receiver has the box and the heart starts rotating when the person, the sender sends you a message. So it was really fun, maybe for Valentine's Day or something. Yeah, I didn't know that this was a thing, but apparently there are products that will print things on top of coffee or cookies or whatever. So it's a product called iView. And uh, <clears throat> if you if you want to be doing something creative on, on your products. And then another one I thought was kind of an interesting advancement. Um, it's a video window. So the windows in your house could also turn into a TV screen. So they're completely transparent. Uh, but then when you want to use them for the for viewing for television, and these could be used in a lot of commercial situations for displaying information and <clears throat> doubling up. Um, that was the that was that product, and then there was kind of a spicy product there, wasn't there, Gina? There's a lot of <laughs> yeah, there was one of the there, long lines. There was it was it's an app called Satisfier, spelled S A T I S F Y E R, and Satisfier is an app. And you put it on your phone and it is actually tied to, you know, vibrators and things like that. And it's all about erotica and you get, you can download all kinds of music and stories. And so their example was in the story, if it was getting kind of hot and spicy, then then the vibrator would vibrate faster. It it sort of had a mind of its own and, and you got to pick what kind of stories you liked and what kind of music you liked. And yeah, it was the longest line there. So that was pretty pretty amusing and they were they were giving them away for free you just go up and you spin a wheel and then whatever the wheel points to they'd give you that product because they had a half dozen different models yeah and then the inner um the exercise things i saw sadly they were not accessible but i wanted to mention them because they're very current very cutting edge so one's called the hydro and that's spelled h-y-d-r-o-w so it's a rowing machine very lightweight Uh, The unique thing about it is there's this huge, beautiful screen that you just kind of like uh, we're all familiar with the Peloton thing. So but big, beautiful screen, you sign up for classes and there's coaches, but they have you rowing in, say, the Amazon or in the Grand Canyon. So just really beautiful scenery, really engaging with the courses and the instructors. And that's like a monthly fee thing. And it's about twenty nine hundred dollars for for the device. The other one is called Climber and it is has no vowels. So it's C-L-M-B-R. And this also had the cutting edge thing of a gigantic screen. And you're basically it's a stair stepper and you're just stair stepping in all kinds of cool places around the world. And they, too, will have all the classes (laughs) and the instructors. So that's kind of a spinoff on the Peloton but really they, they look very um, well, they're, they, they don't have huge footprints and the screens were really amazing. And I'll wrap up by just telling you the product that I ended up buying after purchasing a couple different high-end headphones and sending them back. Uh, I, I bought something from Odyssey, A-U-D-E-Z-E, and they have some extremely high-end headphones. Like they have earbuds that are $900. And uh, what I ended up with it was actually classified as a gaming headphone called a Mobius, M-O-B-I-U-S. 
And uh, it's a pretty cool product. And I was surprised to find out that all of the features that you can change in there, like from 3D audio to, and you can pan and change the EQ, it all talks. And it tells you what mode you're in. So that was pretty cool. Uh, if you don't have anything else, Gina, we should probably open it up for some questions and see what yeah, else people Yeah, that's great. I've covered most of my list, so that's great. Okay, we have area code 407. Hi there. I, I was curious about that lock um, that you talked about that worked with the fingerprint. If you could give us the the name and where that's available and maybe approximate cost also can more than one person put their fingerprint in it? Like, you know, if you have two in a family or something. Yeah. Yeah, you can. I think you can store up to 10, quite a few. Right, 10. And it's Benji, B-E-N-J-Y lock. I think that'd be the easiest way to find it. Um, and I think it's B-E-N-J-I. J-I? Okay. Yeah, Benji lock, right, B-E-N-J-I. And Hampton is and do you the, have any idea the, what the approximate cost was for it at um, all? They vary. I think they start in the... You know, thirty dollar range and go up. Oh, okay. So it, it's not you know that out of um, yeah this, affordability then. This one I have here is is little. It's probably two inches by an inch. Um, and and, and they're carried it quite at, well. They're carried at the um you know major hardware stores as well. Oh, okay. So you don't have to like go to some special. No uh, place to order it from or anything. Okay, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Okay, Jerry Hogan. I'm interested in a telephone. Maybe you you might have an answer here. Cordless telephone for home, and and it's accessible with caller ID, and and then you can go to each telephone number. And it'll tell you what number that is. And uh, to set up the phone, the menu is audible too. Are there anything out there like that? Well, I think Panasonic always had some of the most accessible phones. And they and I still have one that works. I don't know what their latest model is. But they used to also have an accessibility division. And they would come to CES and show off their phones, but that's one product line I would look for. Okay, let's go on to Serena then. Um, yeah, I work with kids on the spectrum. I was wondering, uh, specifically, I work with a nonverbal child, and if there's anything you found that might be particularly helpful for nonverbal kids. Well, I um, hi, Serena. Uh, Serena's my lovely daughter in Portland, Oregon. Oh, and um, so I found... Phone a number of things there were a lot of booths um actually sorry i'm confusing the next conference so at ces i don't think i saw anything i saw some at atia so now i I have too many conferences on my mind so yeah That's, that's okay you can draw on that one yeah so at atia there were a lot of the tablet type devices where they had all kinds of different software so if it's you want to touch to i want an apple so there were things where they had images and just different ways to interact or even i'm cold ways to express sort of what they were experiencing in their body at the moment so i do have materials on that that i will bring to you next time i see you thank you yes thanks for being on yeah 
Okay, try 617 again. Uh, yeah, this is Ibrahim from Boston. Hi. Hi, um, I, I appreciate this presentation. I recently heard your podcast um, about it with Jonathan Moten, and I know you mentioned a coffee maker, a coffee pot uh, called Still, I think. Oh, the spin, the uh, spin. Yeah, and I did I did do a Google search for it. I could not find it. So I'm just wondering if there's a, a website you could send me to. Isn't it S-P-I-N-N? There's two yeah. N's.com. Yeah. I, I, I did do that. I did not bring up anything. So I'm just curious. That's all. That's odd. We'll have to look it up again. Gina has ordered one, so they are, they yeah, are legit. They, okay. Yeah. Is, there, is there any chance it might end up in your Access World article, Gina? Just curious. Uh, no, it won't end up there, but um, not to put a plug in for anybody. Just call Ira and ask him because it exists. Okay, I, I will do, I'll try to begin. Is it .com, Dina, or .net? No, oh, it's definitely not .net. I, I'm pretty sure it's .com. Uh, I'll try it again. Thanks for your time. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, and for the other people, um, we didn't mention this because we didn't, we didn't see them at CES this time, but they were at CES a couple of years ago, and that's where I heard about them. And they have a fully controllable coffee maker from the app. And the coffee maker grinds the beans, uh, extrudes the water, and does a cup one at a time based on your programming. And uh, I've had a couple different coffee makers over the years. And the one – we got on a quest for this because the one Gina has – died after about 20 years and it was hard to replace it because it it had all knobs but theoretically this should be fully accessible and be really nice high-end customizable coffee okay looks like uh shub hi yeah hey mike it's Shub. Uh, <laughs> hi. hi. yeah uh you talked a bit about you know having hands-free camera and streaming uh I was wondering if you saw any products like that at CES or anything similar. Yeah, Shove is the man when it comes to that. <laughs> um, yeah, just the, the Zetronics and the Ray-Ban, the two that I've played with. Um, there's other people trying to do those kinds of things with pretty complicated setups. And I think the only thing of real interest was the the biped where they're trying to do – some communications through the the cameras being on your shoulders as opposed to on your head in glasses. I, I think most people would prefer it uh, on, in glasses, but it was interesting um, just thinking back about that Bose product that there is some advantages to having speakers on your shoulders versus above your ears. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, thanks for being on. Thanks. Okay, I don't see any other hands up at this moment. Yeah, <clears throat> I should uh, I should mention there there is definitely and, and Chubb is one of them. There's work afoot to come up with hands free uh, glasses that could work with a Be My Eyes or an Ira. Uh, it's it's not simple. It's not just a Bluetooth camera because Bluetooth is not fast enough doesn't have enough bandwidth, so you have to use Wi-Fi. And then the Apple devices don't allow you to pass through the Wi-Fi uh, camera the same way that you can with earphones and Bluetooth. So 
there's um, a lot of structural issues in terms of how do you come up with a workaround that will provide you with um, that product uh, capability. Okay, it looks like we have an iPhone user. Yes. Hi. Um, you mentioned the vacuum. I think it was that can also mop and mop with water and with um, solution. Um, yeah. Yep. The uh, Robo Rock. How does it fill up with water by itself? Does it have like a charging or a like? Yeah, it has like a docking station, and I didn't get to the ultimate detail i would be assume that it would be hooked up to water like your ice maker or your water maker on your fridge um the, i saw the tank and you you just fill up the tank by oh hand. i see yeah i didn't but, see that part. but i have learned um because i was interested in this my coffee maker i have to fill up the water tank and so i came up with a, a hookup just like the ice maker you can get a hose from the the wall with a small water line and then you put something in the tank that's the equivalent of what you would see in a toilet. It's a, it's actually, they're made for swamp coolers. So what happens is when the water raises, it raises this little ball and eventually turns off the water. So when the water goes down, then the ball drops, it fills up. When the ball goes up, the water goes off. So you could certainly do that with a vacuum tank or any other kind of tank if you want. Okay, and one more question. Um, since there's a smart oven, is there also by that same company a smart stove or, or a microwave? Yes. Okay. Thank yeah, you. they have the full line of products. Of course, <clears throat> something as simple as the, the $59 A-Lady version I think is pretty sweet. Okay, thank you. And I j just thought of um, some some of my other radio friends. If you're into walkie-talkies, <clears throat> and uh, I like using them when we go skiing, your cell phone doesn't work everywhere, and it's just easier, particularly if you have a speaker mic, to just be able to use them. And there's one that I just discovered, and my son told me about it because he works on ski patrol, that's pretty affordable, and it's it's a funny company name. It's called Bofang, B-A-O-F-E-N-G. And the radios are $60. Everything seems to talk. And um, they are 8 watts. And normally, walkie-talkies are 5 watts. So I'm presuming they will go further. All, all of these walkie-talkies claim that they can go 10 miles. And, of course, they can't unless you're too two mountaintops, but uh, if you're into walkie-talkies, uh, check out the, the uh, Bofang. Okay, Any next questions. Is, okay, next is Delshan. Hello. Um, I was wondering, uh, what was the name of that? Um, you mentioned that there was like a smart um, coffee maker or something? Or, um... Spin, S-P-I-N-N, -N. spin. Spin, S-P-I-N-N. -N. Uh -huh. And, um, on that note, um, I just moved into like an apartment in, uh, at uh, the California School for the Blind, and I'm wondering if, um, like, what's the uh, what's like your favorite um, cooking, like, uh, accessible like cooking uh, tool? 
I would say my favorite accessible cooking tool is the um, A-Lady, the microwave. I did a lot of reading and it, it has some bad reviews and we have one and it just works great. It's so easy. It doesn't screw up. It cooks well. It cooks evenly. It's small, but not too small. So the, yeah, the A-Lady, I mean, yeah, the Amazon A-Lady, they have their own microwave. And that's okay. really handy. Yeah. Gosh, okay. Congratulations um, for your CSB stuff and good luck. Thanks. Yeah. yeah okay, next is, next is Nicolette. Um, I'll just mention on the, the apartment side, there's a, a company called Heatworks, and they make an apartment-specific dishwasher that goes on the counter or next to the counter. So if you really don't like doing dishes – um, check out Heatworks, and they have some very efficient, innovative ways of of heating up the water that makes it very efficient. Go ahead. Okay. Hi. Um, I'd like to thank you both for a, a wonderful presentation. And, Mike, I'd also like to plug your book, Crashing Through, because I read it many, 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 many years ago. And I had a question about that, if it's okay to go off topic. When you had the surgery the or when you had the transplant surgery did the doctors know ahead of time that you were not going to have um depth perception or did they discover that after after they did the transplant i've always been curious about that and it was amazing to know that the neurons that would have created depth perception in your eyes had you been sighted between the ages of three and seven those neurons went somewhere else and so you weren't able to get them back and that's one of the reasons from what I understand from your book that you ended up uh, using a patch a lot afterwards because of the headaches and whatnot. So I'm just curious, did they know that ahead of time or did they find that out after the, after the transplant? Yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed the book and it was interesting. Um, no, they did not know ahead of time. They didn't know if I would get any vision at all based on data from the very few other cases they had, there was 50, 50 chance of success but success could have been anything from being able to drive a car and read a book with print to nothing. Mm. So they didn't know that was just something that the vision scientists learned and they're still studying here. It is 20 years later. And I still go now at uh, university of Washington and go into the fMRI and they study more brain activity having to do with vision. Fascinating. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thanks for your question. And also thanks to uh, Delshawn and um, CSB uh, students. If anybody else is from there and wants to pipe in, feel free. Okay, next is Jaina. Um, hi, my name is Jaina. I'm one of the students from CSB. I had a question about the smart stove and oven i was wondering if that's more of a convenience thing or do they have like safety features um to make cooking for the visually impaired safer ah interesting i i would say that it's it's more convenient and for us we everything is now touch you know you have to touch it and there's not very you can't always tell where to touch so that's why we try to get appliances that have knobs but they're they, they're not that many appliances with knobs so the Bosch ovens actually have knobs and we don't use an app with those and it's just so simple and easy so the app if you're blind 
um, we have an app for another oven that doesn't work very well. That would be a Samsung oven. And the the beauty of the app was that you could say, you know, I want it to be at 350 degrees and it would tell you when the oven was preheated and it would tell you when it was done. So I wouldn't say safety. Uh, the one thing I know about safety for ovens, that I think I got this at the Lighthouse for the Blind, is it's just a fabric strip that goes along the front of the pull-out rack in your oven. So you could actually touch the edge of the rack. It, you you will not burn yourself. So that's a handy thing for, for, for safety. But I don't think the app really provides safety. It just makes it usable. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah, yeah good, good luck for you too. Good, good question. question. And if the company was smart, they would um, they would hire you to give them feedback because I think that's there's probably things that could be done in a smart way that would help uh, with safety factors. Yeah. So good good thinking. Anybody else? Okay, Larry Lumpkin. Okay, yeah. Hi, Mike. I'm Larry Lumpkin in Austin. You mentioned seeing something for hams uh, while you were out there i'm considering uh, going back into the into hamming that i left after i got out of college many years ago do you know whether there's an accessible rig that uh, would operate from you know 80 meters through through 10 i mentioned i mentioned it in the hf spectrum and just that's what i wanted to know yeah, there's probably people on here that know more than I do. I did kind of the same thing as you. I haven't operated in a number of years. And just recently, I was asking some ham buddies, well, what what should I buy? Because I donated my stuff to Handy Hams about five years ago. So I'm, I'm in the same boat. I know that there's equipment by Kenwood, some pretty good models that are, um, that are accessible. Um, anybody else have a quick answer to that? Yeah, I don't know. I just bought a, a Sanjian that 909 X2. Their 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 flagship refreshed, uh, uh, you know, general shortwave uh, radio, and it it's fairly accessible. Uh, so I'm just listening now and but <laughs> considering maybe getting back into it. Okay, there's Jane. Jane Hello, back. you two. Hi. Hi. Uh, Great presentation. Um, you know, I wish you would just say a few words about how, uh, what kinds of things accessibility use apps to go in addition to these uh, kitchen things. So, um, it's hard to know when an app is okay or when you should just put a dot on the thing and try to make it work. <laughs> Good question. Does that make uh, sense? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah I, th I, I think about that often. So um, we have Nest, one of the thermostats we have, and the app is really good on Nest. I mean, the question is, is, you know, is the app usable? And on the Nest case for the thermostat, it's usable. And I prefer, I like it when it both, you could have dots and an app, but the Nest is the best one that I know that is used in our home. Yeah, and I <clears throat> I use Ecobee, um, but it, some products require a combination of both. So, for example, we have Whirlpool washer and dryer, which is completely operable from the app, but except for the start button, because they don't want you to start the thing remotely and ends up the cat's in the dryer or something. 
<laughs> from your so pocket. You have, to, you have this completely flat panel, and so you have to be able to uh, have a tactile marking. So I, I think it, it really depends on the particular products. And I, I did a quick look up in my notes, and um, Larry, the, there's the Kenwood TS2000 and TS480 are two products to check out. Very good. Well, you guys have been terrific. Thank you so much for doing this again for us. And uh, Mike, if you've got some contact information, that would be great. Yeah, I think uh, Mike at goodmaps.com should get it to me. Cool, cool, cool. And Gina, go ahead. Um, For me, it's Gina, and my name is spelt with an E, so it's G-E-N-A at Gina Harper, H-A-R-P-E-R.com. So Gina at GinaHarper.com. Thank you both. Looking forward to seeing you guys at CSUN in just a little yeah. bit. And again, thanks so much for being with us. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Larry. You're welcome. And next week, we're still working on next week. So stay tuned. When we know for sure, we will let you know. And thank you all for being with us on Tech Talk.